Hello, and welcome to another episode of Book Faces Live, the show where we talk to faces behind your books. I'm Nathan Van Koops. I'm your host, and tonight I have a special guest in a profession that I have not yet talked to. Over the course of the last few years of this podcast, I've talked to all manner of book professionals, but this is my first time talking to an author assistant. Uh, welcome to the show, Sarah McBeath. Hi. Hi. Nice to, nice to be here. Uh, I really appreciate it especially um, because this is late night here, but it's really late night there, such early morning. And um, what part of the UK do you live in? Um, so I'm from the northwest of England, so uh, Cheshire, if anyone knows that. Okay. And um, have you been there your whole life? Yes, yes. Born and bred in, in Cheshire. And of course, we met uh, very recently in, a, in the social networking site Clubhouse which I only joined a couple weeks ago, but um, it's for people who aren't familiar with it, it's a kind of a new audio-only social media uh, where it's, you know, like people talking on the phone, panelists, that sort of thing. And you were there, and I was very, very impressed with um, everything you had to say to authors. There's a lot of new indie authors on there, and um, you, of course, have a lot of knowledge because you've, you've worked with quite a few authors now, uh, can you tell people a little bit about how you got into this uh, author assistant business? Yeah, so um, about, so uh, this time last year actually, I was uh, working as a restaurant manager in quite a busy restaurant where uh, I live. And because it's mainly night work, I um, my mum asked me if I could be her assistant for her. So she is a historical fiction writer and she just needed some help with all her admin bits and bobs. So she asked me if I'd help and I just loved the whole community. So um, about um, probably about 10 months ago, I decided that I wanted to go full time with this. And last September, I set up my uh, own website and got everything sorted for that. And uh, here I am as a um, full, full time author assistant. What was the leap like jump, going from, you know, you had, a, you had a steady job and you said, okay, I'm just going to take this leap as an entrepreneur. Were you terrified? Were you confident? How did it feel? I was absolutely terrified. Um, it was like the scariest thing I ever did. And um, yeah, I literally just decided, right, this is it. Literally rang my manager and was like, okay, I quit. And then freaked out like it was <laughs> unbelievable um yeah but I just I I decided I I don't like working for someone else I'd always wanted to be my own boss um and just have the flexibility um to do what I wanted to do um so I just thought you know what if I don't do it now I'll never do it so I pulled off the bandage that was before I'd even set up a website before I'd even decided how I was going to even get clients or anything but I just thought if I don't do it now I'm not going to do it but it was the most scary thing I think I've ever done and to still be in business after a year is, is a good sign so it's obviously going okay yes yes it is and my clients are just so lovely and just meeting so many different people as well um but i just i just get a huge buzz because like when when my clients are like oh i'm i'm i've my pre-order is doing really well or or um 
I've just got my book back from the editor and it's ready to go and uh, it just gives me such a buzz every single time I get news from from my clients like that so I, I, I just love it. That's fantastic. And so what were some of the skills that you learned early on when you first started helping out uh, your mom with her author business? Some of this, what are some of the things that an author can really use help with that you took on? So I first started with her advertising. So I started, um, I actually did the SPF community, uh, sorry, the SPF uh, course mm-hmm. um, and did her ads for us. So started off with Facebook moved on to her Amazon ads um, and then it kind of built from there really so now I do uh, formatting um, uh, all, all, all the books for different clients I sort out promotions things like uh, book funnel um, promotions onto like uh, bigger things like ENT um, I also uh, deal with uh, the mailing lists as well so I offer a full um, mailing list uh, newsletter management um, and one of my main uh, packages is my social media packages um, I think authors it just it's so time consuming for authors so to have someone managing your social media is a really big thing mm-hmm. absolutely because it's it's such a tough job as an author as an indie there's so many things to do all the time I frequently use the um, analogy that I've got 10 things to juggle, but I've only, I can only juggle, juggle three at a time. That means seven are always on the floor. So that's just how the business always is. And here's, here's someone who could come along and juggle a few more of those balls for you. So you may not have everything covered, but you might have you know, twice as much covered if you get a little bit of help. Um, what, do you think is, what do you think is the time for someone to say, they've reached a point of their career where they say, hey, maybe now is a good time to look into an author assistant. Do you have any advice there? Yeah, so I I think this question is a great question and it it depends on the author. Um, But I think it's mainly when you want to scale up your business, really, um, and it's time to move to the next level. I mean, um, when my mum asked me to help her, she'd been doing it for six years and she just decided that, you know, she had other things on her mind and she didn't want to be dealing with certain aspects. Um, but I've got a client who literally took me on a week before she launched her first book oh, wow. because she just decided, you know what, I'm going to do this right. And I, I don't want to be juggling all the balls until I'm ready to get someone. So I'm just going to hire someone straight away and will kind of just hit the ground running so it, it depends and it's it's when you feel you're in a position to level up your business and um, yeah yeah so it's 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 it's, it's very personal i think mm-hmm. do you think that there's um any sort of like budget number of like how much you're making with your business before you start you know shelling out a percentage of that towards help do you know any, any idea what that ratio might look like um I mean again that's probably different for everyone but it's it's almost I I I seem to think of myself as as people hire like editors and um things like that you you hire a, an assistant as someone to help your business rather than so I think you need to have 
be making money before you can spend it. Mm. And that's that's the, the way it runs. If you don't have any money, it's probably not worth having an assistant. And it's kind of, people have two things. They've got time and money. And if you've got more money and less time, then that's when you hire an assistant. Whereas if you've got more time and, and less money, potentially don't go for an assistant just mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One of the very first big success stories I heard about when, when I was first getting into publishing myself, uh, I reached out to an author who had just made it big with his first book and he had had this big promotion and went went huge. And um, I reached out and said, hey, what are the, some of the things that you did? And he had done a redesign on his cover and he had um, done a book stacking promo. And this was back in 2014 or 13 or something like that. So it was just, um, that was still kind of a new thing to do. But one of the other things he had just done was hired a virtual assistant. And he credited that with part of one of, there was like a, three or four things that he did that month that made him go from earning, you know, a few thousand dollars a month to earning, you know, $28,000 that month or something like that. He had this big leap. And having an assistant was one of the things that he credited. So it always stuck in my head what you were saying about this is when you want to level up, when you really want to um, make a leap into the, the next level of being an author that that's a good thing do you have some of your own um success stories in terms of like things that you've done that you feel like have have really been successful in ways that you've helped authors so far um so the the client i was just telling you about the one um that literally hired me just before she started and so that series actually now has been on the bestseller list the whole series is, is currently on the bestseller list with Amazon. And in her first month, she was actually uh, making a good profit off um, off hiring editors, cover designers, mm. me. Um, so that's a huge success. And just to know that she decided to hit the ground running and she really, really did. Um, so that's just a huge thing for me. Um yeah, I, I just, I, I think as well, having an assistant, it's it's one of them, it's like, it's just rounding yourself out, because you you can't do everything as an indie author, because there is literally, there's so much to do, and it's just having the the confidence to kind of go, yes, this is my business, and this is what I want to do, and treat your you're writing as a business and yeah. that that's where an assistant really comes in then. I've read some of your website and some of your advice there and I think it's very solid advice where you, you know you basically tell authors look at the things that you like doing and then look at the things that you don't like doing and have someone else do the things you don't like doing. I um, just had a hello from uh, Janelle Blanche who's one of one of my longtime readers who's who's saying hi hi Janelle. Um, but here, there's an example of something that I love doing. I love interacting with my readers. And it might be in the Facebook group or it might be through email in the newsletter or just reaching out and connecting with people. That's something that I love doing that I wouldn't want to necessarily hand that off. But there's tons of other things that, I, you know, when I think about doing them, I'm just like, ugh, I kind of drag in my feet. And um, it would be so nice because there's some, some of them are fairly simple things, you know, like setting up promos and you know things like that that but they're just time consuming and sometimes they're way down on my list of things that actually get done um when you're talking to your clients and and saying okay 
I'll, I'm willing to take some of this stuff off your plate. What's some of your advice for helping them to actually decide which things to give you besides just things they don't like, but obviously they've got to know what they're doing first before they can tell you what to do, right? Like how does that sort of transfer of power happen in these areas um, in a way that works? Yeah. So I, I literally just ask them to write down what what takes up their time um, and basically list the things that they like doing and the things that they don't. And if they don't like doing it, I, I don't see any point in doing anything you don't like. Um, so hand that over straight away um, if you think it's valuable to your business. Um, if, if it's something you don't like doing and you don't think gives any value then I would just bin it off because uh, mm. there's more important things um but so I, I so what, what how I go through it is I basically ask my clients to say well what are you struggling with what what do you need help with and then they'll just kind of reel off loads of things that they just need doing and then I'll sit down and I'll think right okay well what can I offer then to help you with these struggles and I tailor most of my packages. Um, so I have I have set packages, but most of the time with my clients, I, I will kind of do a mix and match for them because every author needs different things. Um, one, one business doesn't need the same as another business. So um, I, I just ask them, what do you need help with? And, and, then, and then we'll work it from, from there. Mm-hmm. And things can be seasonal too. Of course, if there's big promotion, it might be a big workload this month, but then next month there's no new releases and nothing going on. So yeah. um, are you willing to do that? Just sort of, you know, work some of the time. Obviously, do you like to take people on as sort of a steady role? How do you how do you make that work? Yeah, so I, I ideally like to take on authors for the long term because I think that's the best way. Um, a, they get to know me they get to trust me and my work um, mm -hmm. and it's it's easy because we know how each other communicates and we know what she, each other likes and um, and how they like to work but I I do my packages monthly so for example if you need full-on social media and engagement and you use that one month and then the next month you kind of think oh that was that was a bit too much then take a step back it's that like there's there's no you're not when when you when I work with you you're not fixed for like six months mm -hmm. you, you're in for a month and then you're in for another month and and it's it's very flexible uh, because this whole industry is it, you've got to be flexible I think so to tie people in is just in my opinion is is wrong I know there are some some functions, for example, that Facebook has where you can add on an admin. Um, fairly easy to have someone else run your ads without necessarily accessing your accounts. What are some of the other ways that that um, you have set up as far as security goes for people's you know passwords and account access and things like that to make people feel comfortable with having someone else running their business? Yes. Yeah, so uh, with with Facebook, it's literally just adding the admin, and that's absolutely fine because I log in through my account. Um, but for everything else, um, I ask my clients to download um, LastPass. So basically, they input all of their passwords into um, into this software, 
and it's completely secure. It's almost like um, the keychain in, in your Safari. Um, and it just kind of holds your passwords in there. But then the great thing is you can share it with other people. So then um, my clients will share it with me and I will never see that password. I, ca I can't get access to see what they are. But when I go onto those sites that the password is saved for, it will just pop up and then I've got full access without ever being able to, to see your password. And also I won't be able to change any passwords I it, it last pass blocks those those abilities so I I couldn't go in I don't know to your Amazon account and and change your password and block you out that's that's something that I couldn't do through LastPass. so that's that's a, a must I I asked all my clients before we sign any contracts or anything to to download LastPass and get that sorted uh, mm -hmm. so then I have full access yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it just protects everyone in that case, and there's just no, you know, it's that trust but verify kind of thing. Where I think you got to make sure, um, you know, keeping everybody honest without having to worry about it. Um, I think that's that's really good. Are there any other uh, tools like that that you found that have been really helpful in facilitating the relationships between you and clients? Um, to be honest, that's the main one I use. Um, because I, with with um communication I just email and we do a video call every month as well so in terms of kind of systems there's not really that much for me to do um other than like uh, having google docs or dropbox that we can share files with um but yeah last pass honestly I don't if, if it wasn't for that I don't know what I would do because mm -hmm. there's no way that I can have everyone's passwords simply well I wouldn't remember them or yeah. anywhere. It's a liability too. You wouldn't want to be responsible for them. No, no, it's just exactly. a whole bunch of extra responsibility for you to take on. That, uh, exactly. You mentioned that you also outsource yourself. You do some things that you take some things on yourself, but you also outsource so that you're capable of taking on more clients. Can you talk a little bit about just the value of outsourcing in general and some of the things maybe you've learned from outsourcing your work? Yeah, so I think it's it's just having the confidence to be able to to, to do that and to, to be able to say, hang on, I, I can't do everything myself and be absolutely okay with that. Um I mean I check every everything that I um do for my clients, I check myself. And um, so it's not like people give me work and then I pass it off to another person and then it's I'm just a middleman that's that's not how it works but um in terms of for example if if I needed to do five clients uh, social media and I was doing all the graphics myself and doing all the copy myself do you know that takes up a lot of time so some months I may decide actually I just need a copywriter to just write those social media posts for me and I, I do it um just task by task and um, I have certain people that do different jobs for me so it's like it's almost I pass on what I can't handle at the time I've not it's it's but it, it allows me to focus more on my clients and looking after them because I know other things are dealt with and I don't have to deal with that it just it just allows me a little bit more flexibility and um 
allows me to focus on my business and actually what I want to grow. Um, and I think it's exactly the same for authors. Um, it just ha having the ability to outsource allows you to focus on what you want to achieve. Um, so I, I'm a big believer of, of, of outsourcing things. How important is it for the author to have very clearly defined goals um, in order to have a good working relationship with you? Um, so that's one of my first questions I ask um, my authors is, what do you want to achieve um, with hiring an assistant? Um, because I, I can't work for someone if I don't know what the end goal is. If I, if I think, say for example, I take on uh, your uh, newsletter and I think, okay, we're going to get uh, better open rates or click-through rates. And I'm really solidly focusing on that, but yet um, my client decides actually they want more sign-ups. Then, you know, that miscommunication, I'm focusing on something completely different. So mm -hmm. having a really clear goal to begin with um, just allows me to focus exactly on what, what the author wants. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um... Has learning all of this given you a desire to write your own books, make your own publishing yes. business? Yeah. Yes. Yes, definitely. I see everyone else do it, and I just think, oh, I would just, I'd love to do it. But honestly, the thought of actually sitting down and writing, I, I, I don't know how people do it. I honestly don't. I envy every single author that comes to me, and they're like, oh, I've written fifteen books, and I'm like that's insane like you are amazing I would I would absolutely love to do that um and I have kind of set myself a secret goal and um, that by the time I'm 30 I'll have a series out so yeah. that's uh, so that's I a good it. goal because I mean I feel like you're you're doing what everyone else does but backwards like you're learning all of the hardest parts the marketing and the the social media and the business end like you're learning all of those things that the average writer learns later after they've already got the book and they don't know what to do with it um you're coming at it from an entirely different angle which i think is really interesting what what type of genre would you write in um i don't even know i i, I love i really enjoy reading like um sci-fi fantasy um but i'm not even sure i've got the imagination to come up with some of the stuff that i read like they they're insane um so so i don't know but i would i i would definitely love to write some of my own stuff and oh, and being on um clubhouse as well and just chatting to more authors it's just really inspired me uh to to write my own stuff mm. and that um that reminds me i, I need, to, need to say this but there is a uh, in Clubhouse is currently invite only, and uh, you have to be invited by someone else who's already on it to be uh, in. But I do have a few, right now I happen to have a few extra invites, so if someone is um, interested in checking out and coming to talk to Sarah or myself in one of these uh, Clubhouse rooms where we're just chit-chatting about indie author stuff, um, send me uh, a private message and just you know whoever I'll just make it first come first serve I think I've got three invites to give out so um, just let me know if you're a if you're a podcast listener or a, um, a, a viewer of the show tonight just you know send me a um, 
messenger message on Facebook and um, I'll see if I can't get you an, an invite. But um, yeah, I think it's really interesting what you're doing there, um, being able to outreach on, on Clubhouse because I know it's it's been a great place to find new clients, I imagine. Um, how has that been going for you? It's been insane. I think when because you when you're on clubhouse it's very personal because you can hear everyone's voices um and if you're up speaking and someone so someone resonates with what you're saying they've kind of already got a trust with you and a bond with you because they've they've heard you and they they know what you're about um so i found that i've had loads of client leads from from clubhouse and they're actually um because i get you get client leads and you get you get people authors coming to you that think yeah i need a, a an author assistant but then when you kind of get into the details and you send them your packages or you start talking about the like nitty-gritty bits um a lot of authors either get a bit nervous and think oh actually this is bit too serious or um so I don't want to do this but I found that the um the leads I've got from Clubhouse have been very focused people and because they've they've already got that connection with me they've already got that trust so they all they they basically want to sign me up there and then um so Clubhouse has been just a game changer for me it's been insane it's really interesting because I think it, it lends a certain authority if you're one of the speakers in a particular discussion, especially if you're up there with a bunch of other um, indie authors who are doing well, who are you know very successful. I know um, Cecilia Mecca has been big on there, and um, you know we had Jamie Albright's been on. There's a lot of people on there who are doing really well for themselves, and you have the the stats to back it up. You can go and see how well their books are ranking and see that they are in fact you know, very successful. So when they're, you know, on a platform with you and other professionals who know what they're talking about, and of course, having been through the self-publishing formula courses, like, you know, you're grounded in, you know, fundamentals that are just trustworthy. And it's just a really good program. I think everyone who's kind of an alumni of those courses comes out with a really good understanding of, you know, may not have employed it all yet, but we at least know what the right things are to be doing, even if we can't, you know, get all of all of the things done all of the time. Um, but yeah, I think it's an interesting way to gain. Um, I guess what's the word for it? I guess just a, a form of respectability because you've got peers there that are also sort of validating the fact that you know what you're talking about, and it's it's. Um, it's a nice platform for that. I thought it was very interesting. And it's also a really good way to give back, I think, for authors to be able to like share with that community, especially of, of new writers who have so many questions. And um, unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there, too, who prey on those types of authors and who are not reputable and who just want to, you know, oh, sure, I'll make your book a bestseller. I'll give me $10,000 and I'll, you know, put you on some random bestseller list on Amazon that has four books in it. Yeah, you know, that's not, you know, yeah. Obviously, that's that's what we're trying to avoid, and, and I think developing a, a community on Clubhouse is, is is great. And so I'm so grateful that I found you on there. I thought that was fantastic. Um, I'm excited to see what you do it do with it, and like kind of where you where you go from here. I think it's I think it's really cool. Um, 
What's um so what's next for you? Like how are you growing your business right now? Like where what's kind of like the next thing on on the horizon for you the, as far as your goals? Um next thing, um to be honest, I'm building an office. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. I <laughs> um, I'm yeah. currently working from my dining room, which um I mean it's fine, but I, I, I need a designated uh, working space. So uh, that is next on my list. Yeah. Um, but in terms of um, in, in, in terms of, of like a, a business side, um, I mean, for me, the whole reason I, I do this is uh, for flexibility and just a kind of a better quality of life for me because obviously I was working in a restaurant. I was working like... 50, 60 hours a week, um, mm-hmm. all nights, like uh, I, I'd go in at like six o'clock at night, I wouldn't get into like three in the morning and mm-hmm. then I'd be, you know, and, and so so for me, just having the flexibility to work from home and to um, work kind of the hours that I want to be working and also I can do this anywhere. I, if I've got Wi-Fi and my laptop, I can literally work from anywhere so um one of the things i'd love to do is just travel around the world and work as i'm doing it um just just having that balance um and i think it it gives if you've got a nice work-life balance it it makes you more motivated with your work um and if i'm happier with where I am, I think, well, my clients are definitely going to be happier because it's something I want to do and I've still got passion for it. Um, mm-hmm. Where if I was just working myself to the bone and just, it, I think it would definitely reflect on my clients. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like my long-term goal to just kind of have the freedom um, to, to be working wherever I want to be. If people are interested in reaching out to you and finding you know more information about your services, what's the best place for them to to go and find out? Uh, best place is uh, probably my website. Um, so that's www.authorservicesbysarah.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. Uh, there's a link in my bio to uh, the website. Um, so my Instagram is just Author Services by Sarah. Um, and yeah, you can send me a message straight from my website. Um, you can send me a message on social media, um, and I'm I'm on there uh, constantly. So so I, you'll always get a response from me. Um, yeah. Are there is there a particular type of client you're looking for, or any sort of prerequisites, or anything that, or um, as far as who you most have the best fit with? Um. Just I mean, I'm. I'm I don't really have a, a, a specific client. It's just someone that takes their writing seriously. Um, it's it, you. You need to have have that before you can take someone on because um, there might be times when I'm asking you questions, and if you aren't solely focused on your writing, um, and things don't get done then I can't do what you've hired me to do. So so just someone that's that's serious about about the business um 
is a is a must. I have found that um, most of my clients and potential clients are women. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure why. Um, maybe just because I am a woman and people connect to me more. But um, yeah, I, I I I don't know why. Just so far, well, <laughs> I'm sure that that uh, trend will be broken eventually. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's wonderful that you offer this service. I think that there, it's a, obviously a growing need in the community. The more indie authors we have, the more help we're going to need. And um, have you found that there's a community? Have you networked with other author assistants since you started doing this? Um, no, not really, because there mm. isn't many of us. Um, mm. I've tried to find people um, and I have really tried to find people, but there's really no one like me. Um, <laughs> so, so I, so I don't know. I don't know where everyone else is, but uh, yeah. it's just me, my own at the moment. We'll have to get you over to uh, Nink uh, one year or something like that. Because I know they have some sort of specialized classes and things. I think that they're just for the author assistants. And but I think it's interesting because a lot of times it's you know someone's husband or their wife or relative, someone who has come on board. I know multiple. Uh, authors who have, you know, retired their husbands from their jobs, or, um, you know, in your case, someone's daughter. I know multiple people who have brought their daughters or, or sons on board for, for the business. So I think it, it's interesting that it does sort of become a family business decision uh, sometimes. Yeah, and I think as well, um, I mean, when my mum brought me on, um, her her readers absolutely loved it because she writes um, family sagas mm. and then ha hiring me in the family, they were like, oh, this is amazing. They, lo they loved it. And then, so like, I'm quite present on her social media. Obviously I, I run her social media, but I'm also, you know, featured there. So all her readers know about me. And, um, but it, it is, it is a nice family feel, but I think that's why I don't know many other author assistants because, they are just family, and they don't really want to work for anyone else. They just mm. help their spouse or their uh, parents or whatever. Um, yeah. So I think that's kind of why I'm kind of on my own. Well, maybe some will reach out to you uh, over time. If, if, you, if you go on enough podcasts, um, <laughs> author podcasts, maybe they'll, they'll reach out and you can start your own network of, of author assistants. That would, be, that would be fun to have. Yes, um, well, Sarah, thank you so much for staying up late and um, hanging out with us and, and being on the show tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to talk to you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I've, I've really enjoyed it. And thank you, everyone, uh, for watching and for listening. And uh, we'll see you again soon for another episode. So long.